BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 193 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Now that's how you spend President's Day. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are, as a people, not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the battle, not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the Commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, telling your friends about the pod. I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, and ChristopherHahn.com. Watch me on TV, mostly on News Nation now. And if you don't know where News Nation is, ask your provider. Call your provider. Find out where it's probably on your cable system or one of your streaming services it's a widely distributed product hopefully people will start watching it i think it's a pretty good product and i've been doing a lot of work there so i hope you're enjoying it if you're catching me there just me today short and sweet i'm gonna talk though about president biden who you know if you're still calling him sleepy joe after this man got on Air Force One and flew to an active war zone, not controlled by U.S. troops, the airspace of which was not shut down by U.S. troops, goes to Ukraine, meets with Vladimir Volinsky, um, sends a clear message to the Ukrainian people, to the Russians, to the Chinese who have been thinking about maybe getting involved and selling some weapons to the Russians. Again, I I make this point a lot. China, and I know you're listening. I haven't deleted TikTok, so I know for sure you're listening. China 
make a choice. Do you want to sell us iPhones and computers or do you want to be a pariah nation? Do you want to join Russia in the sanctions club? I, I think you want to sell goods. I do. I think it's more lucrative for your people. I think it's creating a, a large and growing middle class in China. And I think you want to keep doing that. So just keep on that path. But the president sent a very clear message to the world. And if you weren't impressed by Joe Biden and what he's accomplished yet, and that didn't impress you, um, I don't know what's going to impress you. And I got to tell you, I've been seeing these conservative tweets saying, oh my goodness, how could he abandon the United States when we have this disaster in Palestine, Ohio, where the rail car went off the tracks and is really polluting and doing devastation to that neighborhood as if the president can't send his EPA administrator to Palestine, Ohio to deal with that crisis. And he is. Uh, As if, you know, the same Republicans who are crying about the president going abroad while this crisis is unfolding in Palestine, Ohio. And it is a terrible crisis. I'm not trying to poo-poo it or minimize it at all. It's a horrible crisis. But these are the same Republicans who pushed back on regulations on the railways, which would have prevented this crisis and others like it, right? The railway industry, this train that derailed was using braking technology developed in the 1860s. You heard me right, not the 1960s, the 1860s. The 1960s would be bad enough. There are new devices that would have prevented this. They would have cost money, but the railway companies did not want to spend that money. And President Obama tried to mandate it. Congress pushed back. It wound up in courts. And oh, guess who said, you know what? We're not going to do that when he was president. I'll give you one guess. Donald Trump, right? So these same Republicans saying, why isn't Biden in Ohio right now dealing with Palestine, Ohio, as terrible as a crisis as it is? Uh, and, and why did he go to the Ukraine? I mean, I don't know. World War III, I think is a pretty big problem. I think it impacts a lot more people than the Palestine-Ohio thing. And I also think that the president is capable of walking and chewing gum at the same time. I I think the president is capable of being president wherever he is. That's why he has Air Force One and a traveling staff and everything else that goes with being president of the United States. He doesn't stop being president because he's flying to Ukraine. He doesn't stop being president because he's in Ukraine. He isn't ignoring the crisis when he has teams on the ground. In fact, the federal government was on the ground hours after the incident actually happened. The EPA is there testing the air, testing the water, testing the soil. And again, I feel for the people there. I do not believe they are being given all that they should be given. I think that this is a a horrible tragedy that's going to result in the relocation of many people in Palestine, Ohio, uh, East Palestine, Ohio. I, I, I think that's probably where this ends. Uh, whether or not it's a federal Superfund site, you know, that's the definition of, you know, whether the federal government picks up the tab or the private company does. And the federal government insists that it is the railroad company that is going to pay for the cleanup here, whatever that cleanup may be, right? Federal Superfund sites are the result of a federal disaster, of the federal government causing the problem. Superfund sites, uh, you know, are, you know, it's, it's a term of art. So like if there was a... a, a nuclear reactor that the federal government ran, or if there was an army base that leaked chemicals into the ground, then it would become a federal Superfund site. Or if the federal government 
purchased a contaminated piece of property, then it could become a federal Superfund site. What's happening here is that the railroad company will be paying for the cleanup of this site, whatever those costs may be. And President Biden and Senator Brown and others have been very clear to Norfolk Southern, the, the rail carrier, that they better not be asking those residents to sign away their legal rights for temporary assistance. That should not be happening. In fact, I I think that the state of Ohio should be stepping in and providing the temporary assistance so that there is no risk of that happening uh, there. And I think the federal government should aid in that as well. That's my feeling. Uh, But the president going to Ukraine sends a loud message to the world. It sends a loud message that we are standing with Ukraine. We are standing with Zelensky. We are there. We are there for them, and we are there until this is over, until the war is won there. And I think, you know, look, I, I, I don't understand the right wing's obsession with ending this war. I can only explain it by a fealty to something other than the United States of America. I can only explain it in that regard. I don't know what else makes them, you know, I I get that there are some people who are pacifists. The right wing have never been pacifists. They are not. I mean, they are hawkish over much less than the Russians invading a sovereign country in Europe. They are hawkish over much less than that. Uh, I mean, uh, think about what happened in Iraq. Think about what happened in Afghanistan. These people are hawkish. They wanted to go into Syria. So you're telling me that defending a country, a democracy, a democratically elected sovereign nation against Russian aggression is something that the Americans and NATO and the rest of the free world should walk away from? And the president of the United States doesn't have time to pay attention to that? He should, he should ignore that because there's a crisis at home. Let me explain something about being president of the United States. Every day you deal with more crises in one day than most executives at any other level of government or business will deal with in their entire lifetime, in their entire careers. The president is putting out fires all over the country and all over the world every single day. And the president needs to keep those things in focus and needs to understand that you need to, 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 you need to drive the bus as best you can yourself. This trip to Ukraine was probably planned months ago, months and months ago. It was planned around the anniversary of this war. president is giving a major speech in Poland tomorrow. It is no doubt, I have no doubt whatsoever, that the president is concerned about what's going on in Ohio. I, I know we all are. I have no doubt. And I do not wish to diminish that tragedy and the people who are impacted by it at all. But this is also a tragedy unfolding that impacts the entire world. And the message that the president is sending right now is that we are standing by our our friends in Ukraine. And I think it's a good message to send. So take a listen to this. I'll be back to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene wanting a divorce. Stay where you are. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm back. Hope you're enjoying this uh, short and sweet podcast. By the way, if you're not getting enough of me, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, I, I hate talking about this woman, but the problem is, is she's on a lot of important committees right now. The woman woke up and tweeted that there should be a national divorce and a separation of red states and blue states. Now... First of all, what is a red state? What is a blue state? Are there no uh, conservatives in blue states? I live in New York. Um, there are a lot of conservatives in New York. Are there no liberals in, in red states? Have you ever been to Austin, Texas? It's one of the most liberal cities in the world. You know, I, I mean, how about what happens if the state decides that it's no longer red or blue? It changes. What, what do we do about swing states that go back and forth every year? What, what do we do about that? First of all, it's a ridiculous statement because the only way to have a national divorce is for there to be a civil war, right? We have another another incident, instance, instance, sorry, of a extreme MAGA Republican, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, in an important committee in Congress, calling for bloodshed in the United States of America. And I, you, know, you might say, Chris, it's a stretch. Well, is it? Is it a stretch to think that? Is it a stretch? For us to think that this woman isn't inciting violence. You think that there's nobody in America that reads that tweet and doesn't think about a civil war or hears that statement and doesn't think about a civil war? Now, granted, I don't think a civil war is getting started by a tweet, so maybe there's a bit of an overreaction to me by me and others to her doing this. But she is a sitting member of the United States Congress. She is making an official statement as a member of Congress. This woman sits on the Homeland Security Committee, a a committee that should be looking into homegrown terrorists because it is probably the biggest threat we face as a nation. And she's out there saying we need a national divorce. Now, I feel for her a little bit. We all know she is going through divorce. Maybe she's enjoying it. And maybe she thinks, wow, I really like being divorced. And it was worth all the pain. Now I could do whatever I want. I could carry a balloon around Congress. Whatever it is she's doing now that she's divorced, I don't want to know. Quite frankly, I don't think any of us want to know. I don't even want to think about it. But um, maybe she's going to one of those key parties that uh, uh, that congressman, that former congressman talked about, and then they ran him out of Dodge. I don't know. I don't care. I don't even want to think about it. But she probably likes being divorced. And because she likes being divorced, she says, wow, it worked for me. Maybe it, maybe it's good for America. I'm tired of these unstable people projecting their own needs, desires, and problems onto the rest of the country. 
clearly that's what's going on here, right? This is a woman who was in a bad marriage and she signed some papers, probably forked over some money or maybe she got some money. I don't know what their financial situation was. And now she's free and I think she likes it. And she's thinking, well, if I could be free, well, why can't, why can't the state of Georgia be free? Well, let me ask you something, Marge. The state of Georgia now has two democratically elected U.S. senators. Is it a, and it voted for Biden. Is it a red state or a blue state? Where does it go in the national divorce? The state you represent. Is it a red state or a blue state? I would say it's neither. I'd say it's a purple state. Trending blue, by the way. I mean, just because you live in a gerrymandered district that any any idiot with an R next to their name, which is clearly proven here, can win, doesn't mean that you live in a red state. You don't. You don't live in a red state. I live on Long Island. They got four Republican members of the House of Representatives, but I live in a very blue state and I live in a very liberal part of Long Island. So what happens to Long Island in New York? Does it get chopped off from the rest of the state and go with the red state in the divorce? Like it'd be a hell of a custody battle, right? Be a hell of a custody battle. What about Northern California? I mean, Northern California is pretty conservative. It, It may be as conservative as... You know, Georgia, not your district, Marge, because they're not really crazy conservatives up there in Northern California, but they're pretty conservative. They're Reagan type conservatives. You know, the you know, conservative classic, I would call them. Where do they go? Who gets them in the national divorce that you're planning? It'd be some kind of uh drama, to say the least. But it is very clear to me where this is coming from, right? It is coming from a place of uh, you know, it's coming from a place of projection. She is going through a divorce. She is enjoying her freedom, clearly. And she thinks it, it's good for her. It'll be good for everybody. Now, I got to tell you, I, I have a lot of friends in red states. I have a lot of conservative friends in red states. I have a lot of conservative friends in blue states. I got a little, lot of liberal friends in red states. And I really enjoy it. And I think everybody here uh, in the Northeast has friends and family who've moved south. I mean, my sister lives in Florida. My parents are moving to Florida. My in-laws are in Florida. Do I not get to talk to them anymore? Do I need a passport to go to Florida in Marjorie Taylor Greene's divorced United States of America? How how does that that work, Marge? You want to tell me what I need to do in that regard? Seems a little ridiculous to me. Just like everything they do, I think we've got some problems in this country. But uh, you know, to you know, I left the entire opening in today, and I love the Bill Clinton quote: "There is nothing wrong with America that can't be cured by what is right with America." Right? There is nothing wrong with America that can't be cured by what is right with America, and it is time for people on the left and the right to to embrace that quote particularly people on the right who are constantly calling for civil war, who are constantly calling for uh, you know, for a national divorce, for secession from the union. A lot of people on the right calling for that. And anybody on the left calling for that, I rebuke you too. But you know, for the purposes of this conversation, I'm rebuking Marjorie Taylor Greene and her colleagues on the right who have been, you know, for the last two years, you know, since the whiny little baby Donald Trump lost his reelection, lost, by the way, Carrie Lake, lost his reelection, have been calling for secession, for civil wars, 
for national divorces, for all these kinds of things. I, I got a great idea. You know what you should do instead of calling for divorce? You should do what we've done in this country for 235 years. You should try to win the next election. You should say, you should take a look at your policy ideas and find out why they're not, why they're not popular and try to come up with a plan that meets your goals that is more popular, right? Maybe you should do that. You know, maybe if you're like a, a you know, a, 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 what's her name? Lake, Carrie Lake from Arizona who lost her election and still refuses to concede to this day and says that it was fraud. Maybe she should ask herself why she was kicking John McCain voters out of her rallies for governor three days before the election. Maybe if those John McCain voters had voted for you, you might have won that very close election. And by the way, who gets Arizona? Two Democratic senators, or like one Democrat, one independent, Democratic governor, Democratic secretary of state, uh, Republican legislature. Who gets them? Who I, I'd like to know. I mean, who gets them? Who gets Wisconsin? Gerrymandered Wisconsin with a Democratic governor and a very gerrymandered uh, legislature to the point where Democrats could get 60% of the vote and only get 40% of the seats. Uh, you tell me. Who gets that state? How, how do we get that? How, how do we figure that out in the national divorce? Do you want Wisconsin? I mean, you could have Ron Johnson. I don't want him anymore. You could have him. But I don't know if you're going to get Wisconsin. I think we like Wisconsin. I think we like the Green Bay Packers. I think we like cheese. Uh, and Milwaukee's a pretty cool city too. So I'm on there. I'm on there uh, on the Chris Hahn radio show. So this is the kind of stuff we're going to deal with for the next two years. For the short time that Republicans have control of Congress. I got to worry about Marjorie Taylor Greene who sits on the Homeland Security Committee. Homeland freaking security. Starting a civil war. You know, if... if Kevin McCarthy had any guts at all, he would have kicked uh, Santos out of the Congress already, and he would not have put that woman back on committee. She's a national embarrassment, but he needed her support to get elected speaker, and she worked it for him. And he's never going to let her go. He is never going to quit on Marjorie Taylor Greene. She could be as crazy as she needs to be, and Kevin McCarthy will be right there with him. So, well, we'll see. Going to be an interesting couple years, as you know. God bless America, though. Let's all stick together. All right. I think you've had enough of me. So I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. 
Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.